Welcome to Shoalhaven Youth Local, a show where we focus on everything local in Shoalhaven. From current events and community groups, to local history and the best places to be, and even our favourite local personalities. We've got you covered. So if you ever wanted to know son, where to go or where to volunteer even, from a youth perspective, then listen in. You might be surprised by what's just outside your front door. Shoalhaven Youth Local would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of you and country, the land on which this podcast is recorded, and pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to your daily dose of local and national happenings. And what's making waves out there with today's... Hot Topic. Hello, Victoria is back from her trip to London and Europe and we thought we should talk about what we did in the school holidays. So let's start off with Victoria. So I was actually away for like seven weeks in total. Five weeks I was away in Europe. Sadly, due to jet lag, there's not going to be a historical segment this week. But I am able to talk about some of the uh, historical sites we went to because there was a lot of them over in Europe. Some of my favourites included like the Trevi Fountain in Rome. That was incredible. And the Colosseum. I went to uh, England, Wales, Paris, Barcelona and Rome and it was incredible some of the stuff that we got to do and places we got to be. Food was amazing over there. Um, did anyone else actually go away during the school holidays? Uh, I did. I went to Queensland. Um, I I went to Queensland to see the other side of my family, my dad, my stepmom, my stepbrother and my two brothers and one of my sisters uh, and, the, and the really cute dog named Duke. I also went to the movies uh um, twice during the holidays. Uh, I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I saw Blue, Be- Blue Beetle when I came back home. Review coming soon. Yeah, exactly. Was um, it sad saying goodbye to some of your family or is it, do you um, get to see them more regularly? Base, uh, like whenever I'm leaving somewhere like that has other family that I won't be seeing for a long time, I have pretty mixed emotions. Like I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss you guys, but I also miss when home at the last same time. When did you see so. your Queensland family? Uh, last year. What? I don't think you were the only one that went to Queensland, Billy. Uh, yes. Jamaica, I hear that you went. Yes, I did go to Queensland. I went to Mackay, actually. Um, Some pretty cool my bull riders are from Mackay. <laughs> mm. My dad, my brother and I, we drove up the week before the school holidays and then my mum and sister flew up um, on the Saturday of the holidays, or maybe Sunday. Anyway, but the reason we went up is because we're actually moving after Christmas. So we're going to be saying goodbye to you. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Jamaica. Um, so we it's actually... been so cool having you part of the podcast. We don't want you to oh, go. Thanks. Yeah, so we looked at like schools and houses and all sorts of things up there. It was really cool. And just got to chill and relax and swim and sunbake in the hot weather. So did you actually find a place? Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. Sounds like a dream. And a very, Speaking very cool school. of hot weather, I hear that weather here has been pretty weird. It's been trash. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's been garbage. Like, this is going to sound really odd. But during the first week that I was in the UK and um, in Wales, we had Australian level heat. Like it was 
a total heat wave over there and it was Australia summer hot and, of course, they're built, their houses and stuff are built for the cold. So we were, like, standing outside in the baking sun. It was just like everyone kept coming up to us and asking us, like, well, shouldn't you be used to this? And we are just like, no, because... When it's really hot in Australia, we go inside, close all the windows and doors, and we turn the aircon on. <laughs> and also, it's kind of a stereotype that Australia's always hot. Yeah. Like, it, it can be pretty cold, like, especially in Canberra. Um, Holly, what about you? Huh. Um, I didn't do much. I I went up to Black East to see my grandparents. Wait, that's in the Blue Mountains, just realised. Yeah. I don't know. Not what much. about I you, Bailey? After Holly's finished, what do you? What did you get up to on the holidays? Um, I played some golf. <laughs> what are you, eighty? <laughs> yep, I dude. Am. Young people can be good at golf. I know. I know. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. And then, can be as well. Um, I went shopping for heaps of clothes for my upcoming trip to the Great Barrier Reef. Heck yeah, shopping. Yes. Yeah, and got, also Great Barrier Reef fire. Got heaps yeah, of Great Barrier Reef is beautiful. It's one of the most gorgeous sites Australia has ever seen. Yeah, Australia's really lucky. Australia's, Australia's also just a beautiful country in general. Like our nature here is bombing. Um, I will say this: New Zealand and Australia, best nature in any country. So the HSCs are starting this week, and we just want to wish all the Year Twelve students good luck in their HSC journey. Um, yeah, good luck. I hope you don't screw up. Um, <laughs> try not to stress too much and get heaps of sleep and, yeah, hope, hopefully you get the result you want. Do you scroll through the streaming services not knowing what to watch? Welcome to the nerdy sci-fi movie, guys. Two nerds with a plan. To make sure that you watch the greatest films of all time. Basically, Marvel or Star Wars. Well... Could there be others, potentially? Nope. Okay, Okay, let's roll. Hello! Welcome back to the show. In today's review, we are going to be reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. So, to start off with the characters, Harley, what did you think of the characters? Yeah, well, I thought most of the characters were pretty good. I think um, most of the turtles were, like, really, like, funny and relatable, and they actually, like felt like teenagers because they yeah. were, like, voiced by teenagers. They were helping out with, like, the writing a little bit as well. I heard something about that. that yeah. They were, like, they were making suggestions of how kids actually talk because, yeah. like, when adults try to make jokes about how they think kids sound, it's always just, like, cringe and weird because that's not what they talk like. I, mm. I don't know. I just yeah. I thought it was really enjoyable and it was, like, fresh and new. and So I, li- I liked them. I... I didn't like April. She was kind of annoying. I don't know. I didn't like the like the puke joke. I thought it was like it was it was really yeah. Weird. That was kind of cringe. It was meant to show that she was like getting over her fear, and she like stopped herself from like throwing up on TV, and then she just like did it anyway right at the end, and it just kind of ruined it. And I I don't know. Just a lot of her lines and were just like really annoying. I think April um, was actually um, voiced by, like, I think an adult. Really? Um, She felt like a teenager. No, she Um, was, maybe she's a teenager. She looks um, young, sort of, but then, like, in one of her headshots, she actually looks more adult. 
Yeah, could... no, there were a, there were a lot of mm. nice character moments with like Splinter and um. Yeah, you know and, he's um, voiced what's... by Jackie Chan. Yeah, I know. And um, what's his name? Superfly. How they like said he's like, hey, we're the same. We like we both hate humans, and that kind of like made Splinter realize that he was like he was wrong, and that he was just like the villain. <coughs> so Superfly he was to, like, yeah. voiced by Ice Cube, who I think is a rapper. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. Um, and John Cena was in it as like yeah. Rocksteady. And um, mm, yeah. And, yeah, and Seth Rogen, who voiced Donkey Kong in the Mario movie, was yeah. in it as well. Post yeah. Malone was I, also in it. What? Yeah, I like Ray I liked all Phillips? those guys. Yeah, What's Ray Fillet. He just like kept singing his name in those. That's so cool. But um, uh, yeah, and I I liked like his like gang like eventually turning on him because they just they realized what they were doing was wrong. I don't know. Mm. It was it was it, the characters were really nice and. Yeah, I agree that they were and great. The was trying to be accepted <coughs> I, and everything. I agree that they were great. Uh, the, I especially agree with the teenage things. Like the turtles actually feel like teenage boys. They say stuff that teenage boys would. They say like they just act like it, and they sound like them as well, which is pretty good. And yeah, it's just very well written. Um, it was good, yeah. good, great writing for them. Um, so yeah, they were great, and I like the arc about acceptance in society and all yeah. that. And I agree with Splinter; he had a lot of really great character moments. Like I really liked it when he was scared to the ground, and then a human comes to him, and and he was scared as hell because he hates humans. But then the human was like, "Hey, do you need help, man?" And it made him realize that they were good in humans. That was a really good moment. And uh, yeah, I like the villains as well; those are pretty good. Yeah. The, most of these characters were also very well voice acted. Um, and they just there were just a lot of great moments spread throughout, and they had a lot of really good like comedy moments when interacting with each other, and yeah, so yeah, I agree. The characters were pretty great. Um, and what did you think of the storyline? I thought it was pretty good as well. Um, I th- well, I thought it was pretty good. You know, made sense. There weren't that many plot holes that I could see. Yeah, I thought it was just really well done as well and executed well. No plot holes, not confusing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't really know how to add to that. It's just like it was good. Like just good. I, I, you know? I don't really know what to say else about it that. It was pretty unique, I will say. Like yeah. you don't really see a lot of mutant mayhem stories. Yeah, and they like I don't know just how the characters were introduced and stuff and like the story and mm. uh, kind of went into like a Godzilla kind of monster battle at the end. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. I also would like to add the animation bit. Me and him kind of disagree about this. I think that the animation is mostly great besides the human character designs. Besides the human character designs, the char- it's really great. Like, all the mutants are designed very well, and I like the detail on, like, the city and the night sky. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think the designs for, like, the main characters were, like, were good, but, like, like the mutant characters and stuff like that. But just, like, the human designs, they were just so weird and, like, I feel like they kind of gave up on character design after they'd finished with the main characters and they were just, like, just throw something together and they were, like, like given a brief on what they wanted the animation to look like and they said, like, make it look like a child drew it, which I think was, like, a good idea at the time. I just don't think it was executed very well. Because mm, yeah. like a lot of the I agree like with the, the human people's like especially the people's like, their like faces looked really messed up. Like yeah. they were all And like, their heads were weirdly shaped, shaped as well. Yeah. It was just like it was really weird. They and all it just look kind like of the like, dad from Coraline but like, worse. It was like off putting and it kinda of takes you out of the experience and it's mm. just 
but other than that, it was mostly good. Yeah. There was like yeah. there was like this one part where like a, a like some light turned on, and I think it looked really weird. It just looked like someone mm. got a highlighter and like scribbled out of it. I don't know. That's it was true, just, but I don't really think that was bad. I thought that was good, and um, I, I do really know. like how the animation you can see kind of. I do like how you can kind of see hints of Spider-Verse and Puss in Boots 2 animation into it. Yeah, kind of. Like, you can see, like, little hints of that, how it's inspired. I really like this new animation style that's starting to grow on everybody. Like, the two Spider-Verse movies did it, Puss in Boots 2 did it then, and then now Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did it. I think we're going to get a lot more movies with that kind of animation, which makes me excited because it's really good. Yeah, I think people are starting to get, like, kind of sick of the, like, normal like Disney style kind of yeah. animation. Not and Pixar. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm not saying Pixar animation is not bad whatsoever. It's really good, but however we're getting too it's much just of like, it. It's just getting kind of repetitive. We're, yeah. yeah, we're getting we're, it's getting too old. But however it's like there's you just know. one animation style. But yeah. I think it it's I think good, we're starting to but, you know. like see that we want to change it and stuff. Yeah. I saw someone um, perfectly describe it saying this. Animation is not meant to me- be realistic. That's what real life movies are for. Animation yeah. is meant to have unique styles. That's what distincts animation from live action. Yeah, like why make an animated so, movie if you're just going to make it like look yeah, real Yeah, like life? I love the Toy Story 4 animation, but it was just like they put they put a lot of effort into it and it's really good to look at and just like see how much personality everything has. But, you know, animation's not meant to be realistic. It's supposed to be unique and look different from live action. You guys movies. know how you were saying about how you really liked how um, the Teenage Mutant and Ninja Turtles were actually um, sounded like teenagers? Yeah, and they were like actually teenagers. voiced by teenagers. Yeah, no, I so, I mean, that, it's so. really cool to see some new um, stars coming in and seeing how, like, their work's yeah. being praised because, I mean... Mm. That's going to give them some really great stuff for the future. Yeah. Uh, also, I'll just add, all the characters were voice acted very well, especially by the teens. They yeah. really conveyed, like, the emotion that's supposed to, like, especially in that scene where, like, I'm pretty sure it was Michelangelo, I'm not sure, but he was looking out and looking at them, the humans watching Ferris Bueller's Bueller's, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. When they're leaving from watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off um, and they looked back at the humans watching it, they, like like, feel sad and emotional and, like, you can feel it in their voice and you can see in the animations, like, facial expressions, which is another th- praise for the animation. So, yeah. yeah, I think that those were just really good. So, yeah, also, overall... the look kind of goofy when they didn't have their masks oh, on. Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, I was really hoping that they wouldn't take their masks off, but they did, and I was like, oh, my God, weird. No. They really got no rules after like that. They frogs. Yeah. And the, the turtles and humans, yeah. not frogs. Anyway, best joke for me was when um, Michael, I think it was Michelangelo, like went up to the, uh, like one of the mutants and they said, like they started saying, hey, broski together at the same time. And yeah. they just kept saying like E for a long time and it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. And I think for me it was like when they said Riz and it's like they're talking about what they would do in the outside world and he's like, yeah, I'd probably like go to high school and get a girlfriend and then like Donatella is like, with your Riz, that's unlikely. And it was like, yeah, I liked the new lingo in. And then when um, very epic. Then we when Leonardo called April and was able to get her to meet the turtles, and then they hung up. He's like, yeah, who's got no Riz now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, overall, how many rubber chickens would we give this movie, and why? You go first. Um, I'd give it about a seven point five. It was it was pretty good. There were only like a few bad aspects, like 
April being annoying and the animation. But I think other than that, it was it was really good. Yeah, um, for enjoyable. me, I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit more positive for the movie. I give it a nine point five. The only bad thing about it for me was the human animation. But however, I could get past that since they were not really in the movie. The movie was more really focused on the mutants, so I could get past that and it give it like a very mm. much 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 higher rating with nine point five. I thought it was really good. Most of the aspects were good. I liked the animation and the substance was just great in the movie. So yeah. That's our review of TMNT. We hope you have a great day. See ya. It's Touchdown. With co-hosts Bailey and Jamaica. And we will be covering all the local sports. Everything from scores to how to get involved. Listen in if you want to know what's going on around the town in every season of the year. Whilst we have NFI about sci-fi movies, we do have some idea about the NRL. Jamaica, would you like to kick us off with the Broncos versus Penrith? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I actually didn't really get to watch the game. I only watched the last 10 minutes of it. But I am absolutely devastated about the score. Tell me a bit about your feelings, Bailey. <laughs> Um, I didn't watch the first half, but I came out the second half to see Brisbane were winning. And as much as I don't like both teams at all, yep. I don't. I despise both teams. Same. I wanted Broncos to win over Penrith because I'm too. just sick of Penrith in the media. We, I'm just uh, sick of them um, yep. because they're up themselves. I don't but think my neighbours would be too happy to hear you I say was, that. I think they're Penrith <laughs> supporters. I don't like the Broncos either, but no, I, was, same. I was going for the Broncos. Why yep. not? They were winning um, at 56 minutes, 24 to 8. And then in 68 minutes, the Penrith Panthers started to, yeah, you know, catch up. And they so, so, so sad. And to me, it was very – Broncos had worked hard all game just to let it go in the space of 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, that so last how 10 many, minutes sucked. I have a question for you guys. Like how many years in a row have the Penrith Panthers won? That was third, third year in a row. Third yeah. year, three. And I did not want to see that happen. No, nope, me And either. it's the fact I, that like, Brisbane Lions line cracked and let Cleary score. Yeah, that, that was the was most annoying so part of it all. annoying. Like, it just had to be him, didn't it? I walked away and slammed my door after the game because I was just annoyed. Yeah, I was that, – that wrecked my night. I was working and that just wrecked it for me. I topped and it off. I was like, no, I'm done. And I hope next year neither of them get anywhere near the grand final. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that would be so good. They don't deserve to be Yeah, perhaps anymore. it's time for another team to win. Yeah, I fully agree. I, wanted, I was going for um, Warriors the whole – Finals. I wanted them to win, but Same. I knew they were going to be taken yeah. down. But they were just – that's like the only team in the whole finals that I actually sort of liked. Yeah, I did not want to see – But, I mean, from the Broncos, I think my standout player was Ezra Mann. He played an incredible game, made really good metres and line breaks, and, yeah, he was good. Yeah, sweet. Um, So – Moving on from that devastating um, news, yep. we'll, we'll just quickly talk about the AFL. So I only got to watch the first like quarter and a half of the game and it was looking to be a very, very close game, which it definitely, definitely was. And Collingwood won against the Brisbane Lions 90-86. to 86. 
So there was one goal difference. I think there was what from what I've heard, there was should have what should have been a penalty or like a free kick or whatever, um, for the Lions and they should have which could have literally won them the game, but then it didn't get called. So I think the that's um, devastating. The Magpies also had a very big home ground advantage too because it was played at the MCG and you know they had. But that's not really that's not their home ground. It's just like they, closer yeah, but, to their home. Yeah, ground. closer to their home ground, and yeah. the amount of people that rocked up for them. Um, yeah, there was true. Brisbane supporters, obviously, yeah. but you know they just had that that support from the fans. But I saw on social media heaps of people comparing the um, pre-game shows between the NRL and the AFL, <laughs> and Kiss did, yeah, the Kiss AFL did the AFL pre-game show, yeah. and I must say it is. A hundred thousand times better than the fake Tina Turner the NRL had. (laughs) It was good, but you know, well, why not get a free Kiss concert? Honestly, you know, Um, yeah, that's what I reckon. The AFL does do it better. The NRL, they always do. They always do it so much better. Mm. The AFL always have such a good like pre-game entertainment. I guess because Kiss were touring, but it would be better to see more Australian. You do know, you, more Australian think... bands doing it. <laughs> Did Kiss go for Collingwood? I think maybe the colours were just a coincidence. <laughs> but um, I did hear um, Paul Stanley comment that it will be a very close game, but yeah. he, well, I think a couple of them are going actually for the Lions. Yeah, like, but it just happened, you know. Just I was a I was going for the Lions. I wish they won, because I don't. I don't like Collingwood. I've ne- I play AFL, never watched a game of AFL. <laughs> maybe like one quarter, and then that's it. So I've got no idea yeah. about any of this. If yeah. you guys could like have your dream sort of like grand final, like who would be playing and who would you Wait, want what, to win for the- AFL or which one? NRL. NRL. NRL for me, <laughs> it would be the Sharks versus the Tigers. Sharks versus Dragons. Who so would you want to win? The Sharks, obviously, because they're, yeah, they're the best be team ever. Mine would be Paraverse Tigers. But like, yeah, so good. When the grand final was on, I'm um, looking back to the 2016 Sharks and Melbourne grand final. I think that was the best year of my life. <laughs> Them winning, you know, taking out the grand final um, and beating the Storm. That but makes I, me happy I every definitely time. think now that we have some money because we've let some players go, we have some money in the salary cap to buy some new players. And I definitely think we need some more attacking players to get... Like, we do have some speed, but we, we need some more players to fill in those gaps for sure. Yeah, we just signed someone from um, Manly, I th- believe. I'm what about sure. the AFL? Wrong, Who would you want to have as, like, the two grand final teams? Probably the Swans because that's who... I don't watch AFL. I thought they weren't but that I good. But s- I support well, the Swans out of everyone. They're no, just my so team. I go for Geelong in AFL. And last year we made the grand final against the, the Swans, Swans yeah. and we absolutely flogged them. Like it was such yeah. a bad game. Um, like we literally had because my parents, Didn't they used my dad to be goes like, for Geelong a few years ago. Like be a really weak team or something. Well, I don't know to be honest. But it's just because my family goes for them, so I just go. Like for I them know there. that when I was younger, they were always considered such a weak I team. I felt to me just well, they're just growing. It's like in it's like in um. Oh, hard example, but say so it's like we put a team improving. Say yeah, like because Victoria is the AFL state, right? Yeah. So in New South Wales, no, not many people play AFL. 
And in Victoria, <laughs> like, there is hardly any NRL, like, clubs, nothing. Like, everything is just AFL-based. Um, that's, like, NRL in, a, in New so South Wales. So you're more better selection so for your teams. your yeah. teams would just... Because you don't play against the top people in Victoria who, if they came to a, like to New South Wales, would be, like, state champions. Yeah, I think I get what you're like, meaning. Yeah. All righty, so um, moving on, we're going to talk about <laughs> the cricket. So... One word for it. I'm disappointing. Yeah. Oh, this is against India, the one-dayer. India were bowling. Oh, bowling. And I must say their bowling is very top-quality spin bowls. You know, it made it very hard for Australia to get those bats for the extra runs. But, yeah, hopefully we can pick up our game. But it was a... It was a good game, yeah. I wouldn't say it was too bad, but we could have got more runs. I think I remember hearing my dad and my uncle talking about it because it was on over in the UK um, on the television and, like, they watched it. And yeah, right. they were discussing the match. And, I mean, I mean, wasn't it the India that won? Yeah, yeah. but this was in India. Um, So yeah. Australia got all out for 199 runs for 49.3 overs. So in a one day, you bowl 50 overs, swap it. The other team bowls 50 overs. And then India <laughs> got um, four out for 201 runs for 41.2 overs. So they did, like, they won by a decent amount. They still had almost 10 overs to go and they already beat us by, like, three, no, two runs or whatever. Yeah. Um, And they only got four people out. Australia's bowling at the start was pretty good. I think it was three wickets for no runs. Yeah, we were going very well. Um, and then obviously just from there I it went mean, downhill. With the team we have, we can win the thing. Yeah, literally. We, we have, on paper, it's one of the best teams to look at. Labuschagne, uh-huh. you know, Smith. Smith. You got all these people, but I just don't like Dave Warner anymore. I just don't think he can get the runs that we need, you know. And then Mish Marsh. Do you think it's possibly time for Warner to retire? Yeah, I do. He was thinking think. about it. He was actually talking about it at the start of last year. Oh, he's a good during player. During the but, series. But when your time's up, your time's up. And, you know, there's so many people in the NRL, their time's coming up to an end. And I don't think if you can, if you can't achieve it like what you used to, um, I think you should just. Yeah, he's give definitely it up. not as good as he used to be. Yeah, and I think definitely time to give up the sport. But, you know, he's had a great career. Yeah. I wouldn't swap it, yeah. Alrighty, that's it. <laughs> All that's the devastating it for news today. <laughs> devastating. Yeah. Alrighty, thank you. So that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to our show. Shoalhaven Youth Local is a show dedicated to sharing local info about the Shoalhaven from a youth perspective. If you want any information from the show, you can find it in our show notes at our podcast, Shoalhaven Youth Local. And don't forget to subscribe and share the show with all your favourite locals. Shoalhaven Youth Local is made possible with funding from the New South Wales Office of Communities and Justice. Catch you next time!